countries had an equitable recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic and Ghana suspends payments on external debt. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Rufa Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Rufa Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Nearly two years into the COVID-19 pandemic, the World Bank's high-frequency phone survey shows that poor countries have been disproportionately affected and have been slower to recover. Dr. Anold Izama, Manager Epidemics and Pandemics Preparedness, responds at Uganda Red Cross Society returns to shed more light on equitable recovery and what that means for resource-constrained countries. Proper pandemic preparedness can counter health inequality It is important that we design interventions with a gender lens. It means engaging people deeply and those are people, not only those that we can conveniently access to understand their challenges and then have services accessible to them so that they can use those very services. So we need to raise the voices of those who are disadvantaged, who may not be able to speak, people who are elderly, people who have issues with um, uh, socioeconomic abilities, people who are basically in poverty. We need to be able to, to, to search for these people intentionally and be able to support them. So our interventions should, be, should have a gender lens. Yeah, and I think also improvement, continuous improvement of our policies. So it is important that these are also looked at. Then in terms of funding, we need to be a bit deliberate in terms of funding. Uh, For example, issues to do with vaccination, uh, that is uh, creating vaccines. And I've seen that from COVID-19, we've learned that as a country, we need to be able to produce vaccines and to equitably distribute them, not to wait for a very long period of time uh, where people who do not have access, who are remote, start looking for vaccines when we're in an epidemic. So it is important that uh, funding and um, we generally incentivize innovations altogether. Then finally, I think uh, for me, what is key is that we need to continuously improve the health literacy at community levels. That means that we use the structures that are there so that people can make, can adopt and have behavior change whereby they make uh, healthier choices. How does the concept of equitable recovery apply in a developing country like Uganda? Basically, equitable recovery looks at um, learning from disasters, epidemics. Then as we build back, we do it in a more sustainable manner so that we do not fall back into issues of epidemics, issues of lockdowns. A case in point is um, where we saw people trying to recover from the previous lockdown. So the point lies in there. We should be able to build systems, especially when we do have resources, like for example, when we have epidemics, we realize that everyone pays attention, resources do come in, and everyone is about trying to solve the situation. But when you do get those resources, we should be able to build sustainable structures 
that can be able to prevent us from falling back into an epidemic. And a quick look at the other stories making it into the podcast. Ghana suspended interest payment on its external debt, catching bondholders by surprise ahead of restructuring talks aimed at unlocking an international monetary fund bailout. The West African nation suspended payments on $13 billion of euro bonds as well as commercial loans and most bilateral obligations pending an argument with creditors. This is according to the Ministry of Finance. The unilateral move stands to complicate negotiations with creditors that were set to start formally within days. Ghana's international bonds fell while the currency advanced after the announcement. The nation secured a staff-level argument with the IMF last week for a $3 billion three-year extended credit facility. The approval of the arrangement by the IMF Executive Board is subject to an argument with external creditors. The Trade Association for Emerging Markets, known as EMTA, recommended that all trades of Ghana sovereign bonds entered into on or after December 19th should trade flat unless otherwise agreed. Twitter users voted for Elon Musk to step down from his role as head of the social platform in a poll the billionaire entrepreneur said he would respect, potentially leaving the company devoid of senior leadership. About 58% of the 17.5 million votes cast were in favor of Musk stepping back from the leadership role. If Musk hid the results, it would mark the end of 53 chaotic days at the helm, which has involved dismissing top executives, eliminating roughly half of its employees and spooking advertisers. Musk, who's also chief executive officer at Tesla and space exploration technologies, has dedicated much of his time since acquiring Twitter on October 27th to the social media service during criticism for his abrupt policy changes and neglect of his other businesses. The stock of Tesla, his most valuable holding, has sunk by about a third since the acquisition. Now, there's no clear replacement at Twitter, with almost all the top-ranking executives having been fired or resigned over the past few months. The company has almost $13 billion in debt that's now in the hands of seven Wall Street banks that have been unable to offload it to investors. Kenya is among seven markets in Africa targeted for cross-border securities trading. This is on an e-platform, the EALP trading link under the African Exchange Linkage Project. It enables seamless cross-border securities trading among seven African stock exchanges, representing 2,000 companies with roughly $1.5 trillion market capitalization. The EALP link trading platform incorporates stock market integrations, an order routing system, and market and order book data sharing. The first phase of the EALP will connect seven stock exchanges across 14 African countries, that is Morocco, Egypt, Nigeria, Kenya, Mauritius, South Africa, and the West African Economic and Monetary Union. The union comprises of Benin, Burkina Faso, Côte d'Ivoire, Guinea-Bissau, Mali, Niger, Senegal, and Togo. And a quick look at the market, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index reversed course to close 0.5% up at 
360 after the South African President Cyril Maposa was re-elected for a second five-year term as NC leader, ensuring policy continuity and paving the way for him to contest the presidency again in 2024 elections. Last week, Ramaphosa survived a move to start impeachment proceedings against him in a vote in parliament. Meanwhile, market sentiment was tempered by the ongoing global recession fears. On the corporate front, financials advanced the most, up by 3.5%, while resource-linked stocks and industries posted slight losses and concerns over China's economy amid the rapid spread of COVID-19. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. 